Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the 50 Shades of K podcast with host Elizabeth K, a podcast designed to empower, enlighten, and entertain with perspectives that most women are thinking, but not always saying. This is 50 Shades of K. Going in your relationship with your partner. 2020 has brought on a lot of challenges, and maybe one of them is all of the time that you're spending together. Do you feel like you're disconnected? Do you feel like all you talk about are the kids and the dishes and your jobs? Don't you want to get that intimacy back, that excitement back? Well, I have a local expert who can help. Her name is Allison Orlovsky. She's out of Oak Creek, and she is a relationship and intimacy coach. She works with individuals in long-term relationships to level up passion, play, doesn't that sound good, and partnership so that her clients enjoy relationships that never grow old, even when they do. Allison, welcome to Fifty Shades of K. Thanks, Elizabeth. I'm so excited to be here. This is something that I'm really passionate about, which is relationships. And when I saw your profile in the No Women Milwaukee book, congratulations in being in the inaugural book. I'm so excited about it as a member that's also in the No book. I knew I had to talk to you because you are passionate about helping people. And there's so many things we can talk about today, but I want to talk about how to get the intimacy back. What does it look like if someone works with you and you coach them? And what about people that are feeling disconnected? What do you say to someone that has that dilemma that says, I'm I'm disconnected. I we we just talk about work and that's it. We're like roommates. What do you say to that? Yeah, the first thing that I say to them is that it's normal. They tend to beat themselves up like, what did I do wrong? You know, how did this happen? I don't understand. And Really simply, we may not realize it, but each and every day, we as individuals are changing just a little bit. So we change, our partner change, our life circumstances change. You know, we have kids, we change jobs, we move homes. And so if you're not nurturing your relationship in an intentional way, which was so easy when you're first together. Yes. Right? That it's just it's very normal. It just, it it just happens. And it does not mean the demise of your relationship. How do people get it back though? Because when you talk about people not putting energy in, a lot of folks are exhausted at the end of the day. They don't have anything left in the tank. I mean, especially with what's going on in the world right now, 
there are people that really just maybe don't have the effort or energy, or maybe one does want to put the effort in and the other person doesn't. How do you handle that? Yeah, it really comes down to your pain point. How bad do you want it? And the biggest aspect is really understanding that it's not so much about what you do in a relationship as it is. It's about who you are being in that relationship. Oh, very interesting. Like how you're treating that person. Yes. Totally. So when the relationship isn't working well, everyone thinks I have to do a date night. And like it feels like so much work. Right. And that then that thought is exhausting in and of it. Yeah. Right. But what I fully believe, little things have big impacts. So it can just be giving somebody a little grace when they're a little crabby with you instead of nipping back at them. It could be making them a cup of coffee. It could be right when you give a little, there's this gift to get that when you give and start showing your partner that you love and care about them in little ways, they're going to be like, oh, that feels amazing. Oh, she cares about me. Oh, I want to do some of those things back. And it's sort of just breaking the stalemate from roommates to soulmates. Just somebody has to break the stalemate. And so you need to decide how bad your pain point is right now and are you willing to do something to change it. From roommates to soulmates, yes. That is something I'm, I can feel is going to resonate with people because they've been there. And we've all know someone that's maybe been in that situation, too, whether it's a friend that you've talked to or you've, you're from a, a family of, of divorced parents and you saw it with your own parents or it's in your own relationship. Someone has to be the bigger person, it sounds like, to make that first step to, like you said, do something little to show I see you and I care. Now, you're personal experience I want to touch on here because you have been divorced twice and I'm sure you get people that say wait a second what what do you know about relationships you've been you've been through a divorce twice how do you combat that because as someone that's been through a divorce I feel like you kind of learn what not to do so there is that side of it but what is it in your case absolutely I think you know my first relationship well, I was super young. I was 21 and got married, and it was short-lived because it was abusive. But really learning through that how to stand up for myself, the value of self-worth, creating boundaries. And then, yeah, never in my wildest dreams did I ever think I would not only be divorced once, but twice. But really wanting, like, I don't want to, this to ever happen again. The second one was certainly a wake-up call and really looking at, there's a common denominator there, and the first divorce clearly was not healthy. There is no, that was not a relationship yeah, I should have ever yeah. been in, but what, how was I being in those relationships that they turned out the way that they did, and how do I want it to be different going forward? And so I really dove into a lot of personal development and creating I'm currently in a really amazing relationship and I know that it wouldn't be that way had I not done my own work Mm -hmm. and really looked at a different way of showing up in a relationship and knowing that they need to be nurtured and that I have to have tough conversations but I can't sweep them under the rug because of all those 
resentments that build up and then explode. We've all had those types of experiences. Yeah. And so, you know, the best way that I can kind of quote unquote combat that initial perception <laughs> that you don't do relationships well is that I live and breathe what I coach and teach every day. And I have a relationship that is more is so full of unconditional love and support that I've never had before. It's certainly not perfect, but that's an opportunity to continue practicing. That's fantastic that you are, I mean, you're obviously learning, you've grown, you've done work on yourself. Do you find in what you've seen with people that if there's some issues in the relationship, does the person need to work more on themselves instead of just pointing to say they need to change something about them? Absolutely. And that's not to say that both parties aren't to blame, but the bigger opportunity is to take responsibility. Because we often, again, out of our own fears, our own defense of not wanting to feel like a failure, it is easy to point the finger at the other person. But ultimately, you can do that all day long, and it's not going to change anything. And you can't change anyone else. Think about how hard it is to change yourself, getting into an exercise routine or changing your eating habits or <laughs> No, absolutely. Absolutely. Trying to change us, just us trying to change our routine is difficult. That makes so much sense, Allison. Good luck changing another person. Right. So what kind of success stories can you share with us? People that have come to you with a situation and and what did you tell them to do to work on it to make it better? Yeah. The one that really hit home because it was actually a single conversation. And so this is how important actually, instead of pointing the finger at somebody, if you step back and seek to understand what's going on with them, it can really impact the relationship. So I was having a conversation with this gentleman, and he came to me, like, Allison, my relationship is really great. Overall, it's really great, but I have this one thing. He's like, I work two jobs, and when I come home from my second job, if I don't want to have sex, I get accused of cheating on my wife. Oh, wow. Right. Which seems a little extreme. Yeah. Right? Like, okay, he's working a second job. And I mean, how many wives are upset <laughs> if he says no? Um, but as we continue through the conversation, he's like, it's, you know, I try and help her. I do all this stuff on the weekends. I do chores. I take care of the kids. I give her time with her friends. You know, he just sounded like the absolute perfect husband. He's like, I don't know what to do about this. It really hurts that she doesn't trust me that, well, I'm trying, out trying to do better for the, the family that she thinks this of me. And as we started digging, I'm like, has she been cheated on before? And he said, yes. And then I was like, okay, well, that there's some trust issues that perhaps have not been addressed for here that bring up some fear. Yeah. And then the second aspect was like, you know, people want to be needed. And if she sees you providing for the family, taking care of the house, taking care of the kids, I said, I'm wondering if this is, you know, your, your sexual relationship is the one part where she feels like she's needed. And if she doesn't think she's needed there, then what? So I coached him and like, what do you think about that? And he's like, oh my gosh, I like, 
So I said, go home and talk to her. I said, this is just a hunch. Yeah, and, but it makes so much sense when you when you reframe it like that. And I'm sure he he was listening, thinking, "Oh my gosh, that's that's what it is." So yeah, I, he I followed up with him, and I said, "You know, did you have a conversation? How how did it go?" And he's like, "Oh my gosh, like she broke down in tears, and that was it." And I said, "Well, here's the thing. That's amazing that you figured it out, and now you need to let her know that you want her." Because trying to convince her at this point that you actually need her for anything more than quote unquote sex doesn't actually make her feel better. But mm-hmm. if you choose her and tell her why you are so in love with her and why you picked her over everyone else, yes, there is an opportunity to empower your relationship and to bring her some peace and security. And so that was just a super cool opportunity. Um, to make a difference there. And how how hot, I mean, just what you're saying, where it's like, hey, exp- explain to her and show her that you need her and you desire her and, and you want her. If she wasn't feeling desired, she it was probably starting to feel a little a little stale and something was missing on her mm-hmm. behalf. And then, like you said, her insecurities were kind of coming out there too, accusing him of cheating. What about couples, though, that feel like their sex life is just routine? It's predictable. They know exactly when it's going to happen, the <laughs> positions. How do you get that back? Right. It's just the biggest thing is to actually have a conversation about it. And that's the, the sex part. But really, start small. We think that we just have to, because we've been together a while, we want to get it back exactly the way that we had it. And what we really want are the feelings back that we used to have the passion and the play and the adventure, but we're not the same people anymore. So we need to do it in a different way that more aligns with who we are now. And that can start outside of the bedroom. That, you know, going and actually dating your partner, and that's bigger than going on a date. Like, think of all the things, the sweet things we used to do when we were dating, how we would maybe not text each other in our generation, but, <laughs> but call each other and, you know, sit on the phone for a while. Again, those small gestures that starting to actually create some tension that then will carry over into the bedroom. Think about the flirting and the affection and, you know, the little towel whips in the kitchen and the kiss in the back of the neck those small things will translate to bigger things in the bedroom. And you've seen this with your clients. It's worked clearly. Yes. Just these doing these little steps will pay off and have a big impact on your relationship. When you're Absolutely. coaching someone, what does that look like? Do they, and I know you're meeting people virtually, but do you <laughs> have like a first consultation? How is it different than therapy? Yes. So those are great questions. So let me address the bigger question, the coaching versus therapy. And the simplest way to explain it is that therapy heals the past and coaching creates the future. Oh, yeah, that's great. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. Yes. So when we think of coaching, what I love, you know, it doesn't mean that we ignore all the stuff that's happened in the past. Because initially someone will say, but, 
you know, he or she and this and that and all these things happened and yep, they did. So we're going to just set them to the side. We're not going to forget about them. We are not going to ignore them. We are going to set them to the side and we are going to look at what it is that you want moving forward. Because I think a lot of people fear therapy from a place of thinking we have to go fix all the stuff that's wrong from our 5, 10, 20 years. Mm -hmm. And coaching really says we're going to draw a line in the sand and we're going to move forward. And what do you want now? And let's work, look at creating that. And then as we work toward creating that, inevitably, it's very no, things are going to come up. Fears, lack of trust, the way things have gone in the past, that they'll go like, and then we address them then, which then can be therapeutic. But instead of feeling like we can't move forward till we let all this stuff go, it's just a different perspective, but it's this, it's, it comes from a more positive light of we don't have to fix it all. That's the thing that feels so exhausting. Yeah. And setting a goal, you kind of know what you're working towards. Yes. Yeah, which which is really powerful. I'm buying everything you're selling, by the way, Allison, because it all just <laughs> well, because you're breaking it down really simply, and and you you just have a positive energy about you that you believe in this process and that it can actually work. But what if one partner is all in and the other one is not? That is super normal and totally not a roadblock for getting the relationship that you want. Really? Uh, nope. The biggest thing is that you have to want it for yourself. You have to want this great relationship for yourself. And when you start doing your own work, and in fact, I only coach individuals. I will coach a couple, but not at the same time. Oh. Because I don't want that feeling like a picking size. Somebody's right. Somebody's wrong. Well, and we Allison, our- you probably can see such insight into their relationships because they don't have the other person next to them almost not like they're going to influence what they say but you know when you're in a relationship you know mm-hmm. it's going to start a fight or an argument if, if it's just you and that other person they can probably be very candid about what's going on and I bet you get some good perspective of the real situation absolutely there is there's a, a different level of openness and vulnerability when I get to coach with somebody one-on-one. And even if I do need to point at them and say, hey, it sounds like, you know, there's an opportunity for you to perhaps give someone some grace or show up differently that they're not feeling chastised in front of their partner, like on that right wrong. And they really can open up and say, this is what I want. And clearly there still needs to be communication between the two. So I help facilitate what those conversations might look like. How you do, how do you show up? How do you, what types of questions would you ask your partner that would not put them on the defensive, but would actually feel them, make them feel willing to open up and have that conversation. And when you start to lead by example, you inspire. Instead of trying to change your partner, give that up. Yeah. Seek to inspire them by your own actions, understand them, and accept them. This is great. You talk about the defensive. What about that have you seen in your years of coaching when someone just immediately gets defensive? What is going on there when that happens? Usually there's a fear of failure, 
of I'm really not enough. It's definitely a protective behavior. And so that's the opportunity for, you know, truly the coaching to get curious about what's going on, when have you felt like this in the past, and that's the stuff that might even come back from childhood about how you were treated in school, treated with your parents. Mm-hmm. And this is how they've learned how to protect themselves. And is this really what they want going forward? And think about the example you gave earlier, the woman that was feeling insecure because she had dealt with infidelity, mm-hmm. getting very, where were you? What were you doing? And, and that kind of attack mode, it was because she had been betrayed in the past. So that was being triggered by what was going on in, in the present. Yeah, it's definitely, it sounds like a defense mechanism to hide or protect yourself from something else, but makes it difficult when there's tension in a relationship if people are getting defensive too, because no one's paying attention then when you're defensive. Right. No one's listening at that point. This right. is all great stuff, Allison. And I mean, I feel like we could do like a second podcast with you and just break down intimacy, communication. I mean, there's so many things to cover when it comes to relationships, but all all your secrets can't be given out now because I want people (laughs) to contact you. Do you have any discounts or anything going on? Because I'm sure there's people that are interested, but maybe a little nervous about what it's going to cost. Yeah, of course, one-on-one coaching is absolutely the most impactful and powerful way to get results because it's so specific to your situation. So I am offering a six-week coaching package. Usually I do a three-month, but 2020 has been a rough year. And I really would love to help support some people, you know, start, even if it's, you know, right away, ASAP, getting their relationships on the right foot. So that six-week package and a 20% discount for that, and that's—I really want to make sure we're a good fit, and that it's going to support you and where you're at. So, if you could reach out to me, contact me on my website at forloveofyou.com. But I also created a couple of courses, and really, this is an opportunity for people at a different price point to at least start making progress toward you know moving their relationship in the right direction. And so, you can also find those on my website. The first one is create more in your relationship. It's a five-day master class, and you just can repeat the process for everything that you would like to create in your relationship. And then there's another course, which is design a relationship you love, which is really about helping, you know, we always think about what we don't want. I don't want fighting. I don't want all the chores. But to actually be intentional about thinking about what you do want. And if you can hold, see it in your mind, you can hold it in your hand and an opportunity to really dream big and start moving your relationship in in the right direction. So for all of your listeners, Elizabeth, there's a 20% discount. And if they just use 50 shades of K at the checkout, they will get the 20% discount. Oh, that's great. And there's no better time than now. Maybe this is a gift, perhaps with a new year right around the corner. A lot Mm -hmm. of people are making goals around that time of the year. It's a time to reflect. Invest in yourself. Invest in your relationship. I mean, who you surround yourself with really does have a lot of effect on your life and your personality. And I sort of feel like if there's something that's that's not going right in those immediate relationships, it kind of bleeds into all the other relationships. Even if you don't see it right away, it's going to affect your mood. It's going to affect your response to people. And these relationships are worth saving and, and nurturing 
Allison, I am so excited that you and I connected and that you came to talk about this today on 50 Shades of K because you're you're helping people and when people aren't happy relationships, they're happier people, right? Absolutely. I mean, they're putting more positive energy out into the world and that's what we need more of right now and into the future. But for everyone that's listening, the website is forloveofyou.com. Like Allison mentioned, I will have it linked up at 991themix.com under the 50 Shades of K page as well. But Facebook is a great way to connect with Allison. Her page is For Love of You Coaching. So find her on Facebook and on social. Allison, thank you for for doing this. I know you were in the corporate world and you felt this as a calling, but to learn from what you've been through in your life and to help others, that's really powerful stuff. Thank you so much for having me. This is uh, truly my calling, and I'm so excited to share it. Well, thank you. And will you be back on Fifty Shades of Case? We can talk a little more in depth about some of this stuff. I would love to. That's great. Well, thank you, and have a wonderful holiday season. You as well. This has been the 50 Shades of K podcast with host Elizabeth K. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. Thanks for listening. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 